Returning guest and my friend Peter Winston. Hi, Pete. How are you? I, I'm great, and this is this is magical because this seems so non-conventional for me to want to watch this show because we were talking about the nanny here today. Nanny. You, you think of that as a quote-unquote female show, a girl show, but I'm just going to try to attempt to to. You know, get people to come around that the show is legitimately funny and enjoyable to sit around in your pajamas and watch for five straight hours on, on a, <laughs> during a snowstorm. Well, it's not that unbelievable. I think the nanny ended up being, you know, pretty, pretty big hit. It's pretty. It put Fran Drescher way up there. She's a legit comic, right? Yeah, she. Uh, I, I I knew she was in the movie Saturday Night Fever, which was of course years before this, but I did not know that that was her first role. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she played Connie in that. And you know she I, she bounced around to she was in spy, uh, This Is Spinal Tap mm-hmm. in, in the eighties, where she played a character that recurred in the in a nanny episode because they would do all sorts of wacky, wild sitcommy stuff on this show and i i just eat that up it's like a cat with catnip uh, <laughs> with that sort of thing i i mean so i remember like watching this at my grandma's house it was it was a primetime show wasn't it yeah C- yeah. cbs from yeah, CBS. 1993 to 99 and the theme song is really funny to me it is really good like the the animation where she is uh, a, a total stick figure, although mm-hmm. they put the help wanted sign in the window. But the whole story from the pilot is that he dumped her and brought in his new girlfriend to work there. Mm-hmm. And there's there's the lecherous uh, Maxwell Sheffield who's like giving her the eye like. Mm, mm. <laughs> I always thought that Sheffield was so freaking hot. Like he was like a total like weird random crush on TV. Is it is it that green jacket that he would wear all the time or is it like that little bit of gray in his hair? Like <laughs> old he has gray. Just yeah. he has just the right amount. Mhm. He sure does. And the accent, of course. Always helps. Well, yeah, he he later went on to play uh one of the British guys in the show Mad Men and I think he it was did. season 3. But on this show it, 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 I think we get yeah we get a commercial before it starts okay. up. Uh, he his British accent was compared unfavorably to the Butler played by uh, the Butler Niles played by Daniel Davis and Daniel Davis I recently learned is from Arkansas and did really? a better, did a better British accent than a guy <laughs> who's actually from Britain and of course because it's the nanny they did a kind of a wink and a nod to that where. You know, Maxwell is a producer of plays or musicals or whatever on in this show. And he did a performance or whatever. And the critique of him in the show was, he said, did my accent sound fake? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of a wink and a nod to how I guess everybody sort of had it backwards. Then I always thought that his profession was interesting, sort of unique. Uh, especially in sitcoms, like him being a producer. 
like on Broadway, I think. He was yeah. pretty high up there. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot. Usually you make like I mean, obviously there are examples of the kind of leading male figure who has a job where he makes a lot of money, like Mr. Drummond on different strokes was a literally a venture capitalist. So that guy was just drowning in money. And I'm pretty sure Mike Brady made good money as an architect with the with six oh, kids there. Uh, but a, but a broad Broadway producer, of course, they would always, he would always reference like stuff that he had quote turned down. Like mm-hmm. over the course of the nanny, I think he said he turned down Hair, Tommy, um, and the Phantom of the Opera. Oh yeah, because oh, everybody turns down the Phantom of the Opera. Fran's outfits on this show are are something else, and and they would change almost every single scene, and she would never repeat, ever. I I love that. I really like that. And people got to be like, like Pete, what has gotten into you? I care about this stuff very much. <laughs> this is my life. You live and breathe the nanny now. Yes. Uh oh, I, I guess I should have said that. Um. We are on season three, episode twenty. A very special episode, mm-hmm. with a very special guest star in uh, one Elizabeth Taylor and Rosie O'Donnell. But I don't know how much everybody cares about that. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, and yeah, she's back in the public eye with uh, that League of Her Own thing. Mm-hmm. Trap Niles in the kitchen. Oh, there's Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, and apparently that night was when this originally aired on CBS in 1996. They had a whole night of Elizabeth Taylor on all the shows that night. Oh, really? Where where they basically had one of those storylines that crossed uh, episodes where uh, she lost her pearls and they they ran it through on The Nanny. Can't Hurry Love, which is a show that I definitely don't remember. Mm-mm. Murphy Brown and High Society. So, what is High Society? I it, it's it's not what it sounds like. It okay. sounds like blatant false advertising to me. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh, how she managed to pull that? I mean, I don't know that I've ever heard of that before. They did it on a, a Saturday night NBC between Golden Girls, Empty Nest, and Nurses once, where they did a hurricane because all of them were based in the Miami area. And I and I guess here, if they're all based in, in New York, which is where the nanny is. But I think that they did it because it aired either the night before or on Elizabeth Taylor's birthday. Oh. Yeah. Well, I feel like... I didn't realize she was that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Oh, I mean, it, it all predates you or me being born at like the the height of her powers. Well, I know, but he, I mean, I I think of her as like T- <laughs> in ninety six, Sylvia hiding in the closet, <laughs> wanting wanting to meet her. But Elizabeth Taylor to me is kind of like the an original Kardashian, except that she was a she was a good actress. It's that people were so concerned about how many times she was getting married, like to the point mm-hmm. where she actually repeated one husband. <laughs> <laughs> Just to say, fuck you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think she got married seven times to uh, six different men. Nice. 
I love Fran's mom, Sylvia. Yeah, she's she's fantastic. Uh, it, she eats a lot on this show. She does. Yeah, and in fact, I guess it was a problem at one point where she found herself putting on a little too much weight, so they started giving her more like celery sticks to chew on. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it, it actually it actually worked out for her apparently. So. Oh, and here we go, Cece. Yeah, she's a uh, little she's a little nervous. A little nervous meeting Elizabeth Taylor. Imagine Cece being nervous and giggly. Yeah, it kind of does go against her character a bit, mm-hmm. but it is. I mean, I, I kind of think of her as here's this what looks like a strong, successful woman, but through the series, she kind of comes off a lot of times as like a train wreck. Yeah, well, yeah. But she is very witty, and uh, yes. the relationship with uh, the butler is maybe even better than Fran. <laughs> yeah, they, they threw that in in the final season, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know if they had, were, were running, maybe running out of stir, but it was an interesting interesting touch considering that they were – basically at each other's throats. I mean, it's not unprecedented for a man and a woman who hate each other to all mm-hmm. of a sudden flip and decide, you know what? We're going to get together now. I like it. So she wouldn't let them touch her. She won't let them touch her pearls, Elizabeth Taylor. And apparently this was like a legitimate thing on set where like she didn't want anybody touching her jewelry, like in reality. Well, oh, I can't yeah. blame her. I can't blame her for that. <laughs> yeah. I think she had been burned many times yeah, in her life before. Yeah. Uh, I will say, Sylvia, I don't care what size she is. She is rocking that dress. Uh, I, I I love that hair. I'm assuming I'm assuming that it's a wig because it's all like. Oh yeah, definitely. I've I've learned to assume on TV that like <laughs> all this stuff is like. I was dumb enough when I was younger that I didn't know that Peg Bundy was wearing a wig when it was patently obvious to (laughs) any person out there. You think Fran wears a wig, though? Uh, No, no. no. That's all real. Yeah. I mean, her her style is is a great essence to her character. I mean, she she worked in a Mm -hmm. bridal shop. She did. Yeah. And while it's it's not on – a bridal shop on Long Island, and I know Flushing is is New York proper, but that that's like the big time right there, in my opinion. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know geography, so that's good. That wouldn't have got by me. But um, what what about is she a sex symbol? I mean, like what she's attractive. Like I just feel like nobody ever had a crush on Fran. Yeah. Well, I think part of it is it that a lot of this this show I think spoke a lot more to women and gay men more than more than like heterosexual men mm-hmm. or, or you know kids kids could watch it and it'd be it's mm-hmm. silly and everything, but I think it maybe suffers from the fact that like a lot of guys would look at this show and be like, Oh, the nanny, you know, whatever. It's like, yeah, you don't even know. All right. All right. Talk, talk to the hand. Okay. Cause well, serious, seriously though, um, a, a lot of people, you say Fran Drescher, a lot of people go right to the laugh. 
Right. Or the and, voice. Or the, or, the, or the accent. Now, mm-hmm. being from the Northeast, I, I have an appreciation for, for that accent. But as I've gotten older, I really, I, I really enjoy her voice because it mm-hmm. is, it is a music. There, there's a comic effect. I always thought it was funny, and uh, I, I guess that maybe plays part of. I don't know. Does it take away from her attractiveness at all? Like, I, I don't think so because I, I just can't really imagine her like doing like a non-regional diction mm-hmm. or anything like that. Like, I, I don't. It it doesn't really fit. It makes her unique. It makes her stand I think so out. Too. Yeah. And there's our other guest star. Oh, uh, I got a commercial. That's great. Oh uh, well. Yeah, the Here second we go. yeah the second guest star is uh, Rosie O'Donnell. Right, and the, as the cab driver. Yeah. What they would do some inspired casting on this show sometimes. <laughs> There's a lot of trash on the. I was going to say, why is there a banana? Uh, Does that well, have a I, banana in your cab, or are you just I, happy to see me? I'll. I'll. <laughs> I'll. I'll defend the banana on the grounds that it's quick potassium That's for true. some for somebody who's just driving around. The cup, though, that would drive me nuts. Like yes. if if there was a cup face. Actually, that's not even like a cup of coffee. I think that's like it's that was a cup had of like ra- yeah ramen noodles yeah or something. But she's got a bagel. Well, I think that's... there's a used condom up there too. <laughs> used condom bagel is is this my guess or not? Par- Paradise by the dashboard light, indeed. <laughs> she she made two appearances, Rosie. I think this is the one where she's not playing herself. No, I don't believe so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I always I, in in sitcoms when you're when they're driving around and you have like the weird background. Yeah. Sometimes I catch myself staring at the background, like looking for interesting stuff. Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely do that. Sometimes background stuff is the funniest shit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I wish I wish either this was around now or TikTok was in the nineties because I think friends makeup tutorials on TikTok would be fun to watch. Oh, oh definitely. And you know how everything everything these days is a reboot of something mm-hmm. long ago. Well, there there was talk about rebooting the nanny, and I think mm-hmm. some of it got hung up because Fran was under contract to some other network, so she couldn't work on it, and they didn't really want to move forward without her mm-hmm. uh, being being part of a nanny reboot. I would be on board with the nanny reboot. Yeah, I th- there are definitely ways that you can. I mean, I'm I'm all for shows with with sassy butlers. I mean, that is my that <laughs> is course. my thing. And the best part is, like, Fran's not even the sassy butler; she's the no. nanny. So that's a distinct character. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got in a wreck. So yeah, Max is beside himself. Maxwell. He's not like a totally stuck up British guy. It's no. it's really weird. He's not playing like a complete stereotype. 
No, he's he's all he was always a sweet dude, you know, mm. like a little pompous and stuff, but I always really enjoyed his character, you know. Seems like some, a good dad. Some sometimes Niles the butler has, has so, so many great lines. Yes. So, I think one time I was watching this and I thought there's no way a but I mean a butler could be that funny and that quick-witted. And then I remembered how much I love Mr. Belvedere. I'm like, "Wait yeah. a minute, that's that's perfectly normal. That's that is how I need an English butler in my life, and that's that's what I that's what I should be striving for. It is. It's a goal that you should you should try to get to. And also, are you even allowed to be a butler unless you're a little bit sassy? I I, I think, think that so. it is a requirement. I mean, take Jeffrey on Fresh right. Prince of Bel Air. I mean, it was a, it, the early '90s were a heady time for butlers on television. It was. It was. <laughs> you got you got Alfred and, and Batman. He he usually. Uh, can be pretty sassy to Batman. Yeah. I, I, in in the 80s into the 90s, we had a solid, I think, 20 years straight of sassy butler or butler-type characters or, or even former butlers between mm-hmm. Benson, uh, <laughs> Who's the Boss, Mr. Belvedere, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, The Nanny. I mean, that that that's a hell of a run. Oh, um, Alice... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would put her in that role, maybe. So everybody, if you if you're looking, if you're trying to figure out, if you're trying to pinpoint that moment where America may have lost its way, <laughs> it's when we stopped having English butlers on TV at least two or three nights a week. Because mm-hmm. that uh, we need to we need to get back to that. You called it. That that's <laughs> where we went wrong for sure. And that COVID wouldn't even have happened if if you know there were butlers on TV probably. Yeah, they would have been able to stamp that out right quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, Maxwell's gray streak in his hair is fake or real? I think it's real because I think it's too hard to fake something like that. <laughs> and why would you? You know. It, yeah, it, it's it's a little. Di- I mean, when I first grew facial hair three years ago, I had this <laughs> one little patch of gray, and then it's it's slowly expanded out, but it's still only a percentage of 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 what's there so yeah i think that would be impossible to style it that way because what what do you just keep trying to do i mean i guess there is a touch of gray product but i don't think he's using that no no no. (laughs) like the headphones with a walkman in a bathtub love it i love it that's (laughs) very pretty woman yeah, we well, we all, all all of the feet trolls will be out. Start singing Prince. <laughs> oh, nice! No, she got good feet. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice little bubble bath they have. But when you're a rich guy, you can have these big tubs where two people can actually fit. Yeah, only rich guys can. <laughs> now they're tubbing it together. Okay. Yeah. So they had a real big like, will they, won't they thing. Yeah, and they they wanted to continue slow playing that for the foreseeable future, but apparently what happened was CBS went to Fran and the uh, her producer then husband uh, um, <laughs> Peter uh, Peter Mark Jacobson and said, "Look, if you want a sixth season, you guys got to get married." And Fran wisely said, "All right, we will get married on the show." <laughs> And that's why they're like that through the they're married through the sixth season. 
smart because by having that extra season, they'll air it more in reruns. Mm-hmm. And in addition to Pluto, this show often airs on um, on uh, Logo TV. Logo. It's very it's very deep cable. Mm, uh, deep I, cable. I believe it's a uh, gay entertainment and lifestyles channel. Oh, but nice. it also it also shows the nanny quite frequently. Well, she is a gay icon. Yes. And it's a tremendous show to watch um, if you're snowed in or if you have to stay inside for any reason. I mean, if you have to isolate for COVID, you could definitely do worse than watch, like, six to ten episodes of this. Yeah, agreed. Also, I'm confused why why she's in the tub with them. It almost feels like a dream sequence there. I thought it was going to be one, and then they just kept going with it. Yeah, because they keep. They they definitely like to kind of do kooky stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll never accuse the nanny of being like this super serious, well written show. I mean, they they knew they knew what it was, yeah. and it was a sillier version of who's the boss with the gender roles all flipped in reverse, basically. Which is something that I didn't realize until like two weeks ago. It's like, oh yeah, it kind of is like who's the boss. With more Quite. accents. Yeah, I mean, it, it, that one was in Connecticut. But if you go through all of them, it would be interesting to pick, like, do you do you pick Fran or do you pick Tony Danza? I, I would choose Fran. Yes. Uh, do you choose Judith Light or do you choose Maxwell Sheffield? Well, that yes. one's a bit more of a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I, I think I maybe go with Maxwell think so he's very rich and handsome but i would go with the uh who's the boss kids mm. and and that's all that's all retroactive bias i think mm-hmm. because Alyssa milano was i was there gonna and, say that's why and she had star power by the end of end of that show so yeah none of these kids well i don't know i've seen the oldest daughter the blonde and other stuff, I think. Yeah, M- Maggie was. Maggie, was, yeah. She was not supposed to exist on the nanny. They, when they were doing the pilot, they said, "Look, uh, Fran." Apparently, they would always go and uh, say to Fran, "Look, we're not going ahead with your project unless you do X." Uh, and in this case, it was right. you need to add an older child, female. So that you can mentor her in some uh, way, because uh, that that was something that they'd return to. Well, that makes sense. I actually like that, and she does mentor her in the show. Yeah. One thing I that they never uh, did, and I'm kind of glad, is that they didn't make like the 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 son like a punk, because mm. that that would have felt weird and forced. Instead, he's just kind of quiet and, you know. Isn't he sort of uh, Alex P. Keatney? Yeah, I mean, you would expect that given given his mm-hmm. background there. You know, very, very, very preppy, mm-hmm. the, the, the proper hair. And six seasons, I don't know if you'll ever see him wearing a baseball hat. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I love how much her mom is at their house. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does. Spend, <laughs> she's an employee at this yeah. house, and her mom is just constantly there, there visiting. 
but I think part of it might be, well, it, it keeps Fran in line a little bit when, when her mom is around. She, do, she doesn't wander out too far because they're a couple uh, the two strong personalities will keep each other in check. I think they balance it pretty well. Hmm. Fran's very upset somebody else is getting married before her, which mm-hmm. rose the nose. Yeah. The, I think the character is about mid thirties, mm-hmm. which I think is fair because Fran Drescher was about mid thirties when, when this would have aired. Um, and I mean, the whole premise is her getting kicked out by her, uh, by her, by her boyfriend from the bridal mm-hmm. shop. So, right. And then, oh, yeah, she's trying to recall where Elizabeth Taylor's pearls are. <laughs> At least they're not diamonds. Yeah, I mean, look, anybody who takes issue with like, oh, come on, this would never happen, be like, oh, oh, lighten up. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, all in the family had Sammy Davis Jr. leaving a briefcase in Archie's cap. That stuff happens. Come on, you have to have a plot device. And the wacky stories are part of the fun. Oh yeah, and and this is a wacky show, so they could literally do anything, and you just feel like it fits mm-hmm. in. Like he's chasing her up the stairs, and they freeze frame on it. <laughs> and I don't hate it. The, so yeah, the the story doesn't get resolved with Elizabeth Taylor's pearls because it goes to on to the next on on to the next show. High society. I am also very much a fan of sitcoms that end with the freeze frame there. Yeah. Where, where you know, it, it, it's like how they would end Chips episodes in the <laughs> early 80s where, like, you know, somebody would tell a joke and they, they would laugh. And, and then they would, just pot, they would just freeze <laughs> on that. <laughs> All right. We got to talk commercials because this is uh, Pluto. And even though we're on demand, we still have commercials. This is uh, Downey, apparently. I have Downey going in against uh, Febreze here with uh, whatever their competing product is called. Oh, it is Febreze. It is well, Febreze. They team up. All right, then. <laughs> I know. Oh, yes. Lexercise professional uh, commercial, which I was hoping would come back around. Last time I did an episode of Pluto, um, there was... There was a urine collection device that was being advertised as sort of like a medical um, equipment. And so now I've got this leg exercise commercial where it's like a vibrator for your feet and stuff. So I, I think that these things know who we are at this point. These things are all so sophisticated, which is why I'm a little worried that the last commercial I had was for a testosterone booster. Eugenics. Like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to suck me in because yep. I'm an old man now and it had a baseball player, Frank Thomas, from my youth lifting weights. Like, sorry, I'm not quite ready to make that make that leap. She, uh, so they are um, in a sports bar. That's another thing I liked about this show. I feel like it gave you a lot of sense. Like they were constantly in the in the office like or in his office, in the kitchen, the kids' bedrooms. It didn't yeah. It didn't feel closed in like a lot of them do. Yeah, like, uh, you know, uh, you, you recently did a Pluto uh, episode on, on Cheers, mm-hmm. 
Right. And a, a lot of that show takes place in one room in, in the bar. In the I bar, mean, so, yeah. Sometimes in Sam's office, but. Mm-hmm. I like it when sitcom or shows in general have, like, a spot, like like the bar and How I Met Your Mother and stuff like that. Like, another yeah, place for our characters to gather other than their houses. Yeah, How I Met Your Mother was great at that because they actually had multiple bars that had personalities. It was the, the regular one, uh, McLaren's, and then also the Canadian bar that Robin yeah. would go to. Yes. That was fun. That bar looked really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the confidence of of the hockey player just going up to Fran. Mm-hmm. Well, I would imagine they're overloaded with confidence. Uh, hockey players they they tend to be Canadian farm boys, <laughs> so you know they might be a little bit more shy and, and, and modest than, than you might think. Hmm. I think like b- baseball players, the, the, those guys are constantly on. They like that's that's their noblest that's tradition. True, yeah. Who sings the um, theme song? Yeah. I'm not sure. It does sound like a familiar voice. It's not her, I don't think. I, I Yeah, I don't think so. A, a lot of times, like, I, I find out later, it's like, oh, yeah, it was Roberta Flack. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh all right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know for sure who, who it was, but. I wrote down a lot of nanny facts, but I yet I failed to write that one down. Anne uh, Hampton Calloway. Anne Hampton Calloway. Yep. I do not know who that is, but um, with her sister Liz Calloway, a j- jazz singer, songwriter, and actress. Mm-hmm. So. I wonder if she still uh, makes bank from that. I I would think that they get at least a small residual for for having their music played as mm-hmm. you know as the intro to a show like that you know as either you write the song or you perform it mm-hmm. what's le- what's less clear is like the 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 animator or whatever oh, that, yeah. that that seems like uh kind kind of a gray area I, I once had a 10-minute conversation over whether the waitress who appears briefly in the diner's drive-ins and dives intro gets a residual <laughs> from that. <laughs> and I don't think she does. I don't think she does either. No. I mean, uh, there would be trillions of dollars that that woman would have made from just holding up a tray of food because uh, approximately 45 trillion episodes of Triple D aired <laughs> over the last 10 to 15 years. Okay, so I was trying to find the animators. The... I don't yeah, know why but... I care. It's random shit I've never thought about before. Well, it's okay. Pluto's been a little heavy on the commercials tonight. Which, uh, uh, No doubt. Yeah. And right now, it keeps getting stuck on the commercials. Secret headquarters does not seem like something that uh, they they feel I am going to watch, but I, I I just got out of commercial and Fran is at the top of the stairs. So already, um, if you're in commercial, uh, oh, uh, I got the total T Nugenics. You're you're going to love uh, Fran's outfit, but then again, I could say that literally any any yeah. scene that we're that we're going into, 
because, like I said earlier, you get a wardrobe. She's basically kind of like Cher. You're going to get a lot of wardrobe changes every show, whether you want it or not. And you should have them because she rocks them. Yeah. Always loved it. This one looks like it. Uh, I think it's like a like a ballroom sort of thing for for uh, for a night on the town with her new hockey player beau. Oh, nice. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he'll talk about growing up in Rocky Mountain House, Alberta, <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I'm just a shy farm boy, ma'am, from Canada. Mm-hmm. So, what about? Um, did you watch this when it was on? No, not not in the '90s because no. oh, as a as a 14 to to 20 year old guy, mm. uh, w- watching the nanny did not seem like something that was my thing. Mm-hmm. But we all evolve, we all grow, <laughs> and uh, turn into old men. It, yeah, who, who may be getting targeted testosterone ads, <laughs> and. Uh, you enjoy the, the campiness of, of like I love sitcom tropes. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's it's just it's just one of my favorite things, and and this this show leaned into it time and again. Yeah, don't apologize. For yeah, your... she's she's very excited about dating a hockey player, even if he's not Jewish, because of course she made the requisite um, uh, Jewish people don't play hockey or oh. Is that right? Yeah, but but if he's playing for the New York Rangers, I, I, from what I know about hockey, uh, the New York Rangers had a very hefty payroll at the time, so he was probably doing pretty good. <laughs> she said he he scored four times on yeah. the ice. <laughs> on on the ice, she had to make clear because uh, although yeah, he only scored three times afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> That dress is really, really nice. Yeah, that's her first first date dress. Mm-hmm. And every episode has to have that CC and Niles. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> she said that the last time his he had a date was when Sputnik went by. <laughs> Thirty six years or something. Yeah, I don't even know if like if I were to freak that much about meeting a hockey player. Yeah, they're all about it. I mean, like, well, he's I mean, not first that of all, cool. He looks like he was <laughs> on The Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm older than 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 all of those guys now. But uh, my my sister did. Uh, she actually turned down a guy who was on the Patriots. But uh, she didn't know that he was a football player. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't think that the six six three twenty built guy was was an athlete? Good job. <laughs> Why she turned him down? Uh, she thought he was an oaf. But then oh. again, he he went to the naval academy, so he uh, probably had his uh, probably had his stuff together. Mm. Uh, I'd say if you if you go through there, shouldn't judge people. Mm-hmm. An oaf. It's a nice floral arrangement for their uh, for their dinner date. Think they're real or fake? I'd say probably real because mm-hmm. I I can just pick. Oh, she just did the laugh. <laughs> did 
Do you, can you do her laugh? You have an impression. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Because <laughs> her her voice is remarkably similar to Lois Griffin. Yes. But she is not the voice of Lois Griffin on on Family Guy, but she did she did appear on that show I think at some point, like as herself. Oh, ah, oh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she did. So, so ho- hockey players are very superstitious, and uh, like even when I played youth hockey, I was like super, stu- super superstitious. Uh, th- this guy seems to be a little out of control, though, in terms of uh, like a, he's he's very concerned about how many uh, pieces of whatever are left there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly understandable. So have I guess you ever had to third... give anybody the Heimlich? Uh, I have not, thankfully. Yeah. Do you know how to do it? Would you be able to? I think I can get it pretty close. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, ha- I have. I'm not brimming with confidence, but I have enough confidence that I could pull it off. It's kind of like I don't I don't know how to drive a stick, but I think I could get it. I think I could drive across town in a manual transmission in an emergency. Hmm. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> so they had so they had their date, but she doesn't she doesn't seem happy because of. Uh, the guy was freaking out about all of his superstitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, he's taking an ownership interest in her in her relationship, which it's all because it's a hockey player. But somebody could look through and be like, "Oh, well, he always had a thing for Fran." Oh, he did. He obviously did. But yeah, I mean, the cartoon version of him in the opening credits <laughs> basically is like. Eye screwing her, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they have a lot of really good chemistry, so it's it's definitely believable. Yeah, I can see why the the network said, "Hey, can you can you two get married and we get mm-hmm. one season of that?" Like I, I can understand that, and I know that most network executives are idiots, but <laughs> I just try to understand where they're coming from. It's smart to only do it like for one season, though, because. Once you give it up, like, there's no going back, you know? Sometimes it ruins shit. Yeah. And sometimes, I know we talked about How I Met Your Mother earlier, Mm -hmm. where that show definitely ran a couple seasons longer than they had planned, and then they had to kind of infill. This show went six years, and that was probably about the right amount of time. I feel like that's right, yeah. It it doesn't need... Not every show needs to go like fifteen seasons or, or anything. I mean, all, all these great dramas that have come through, like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, whatever, like they they're pretty much like done after seven years because there's only so much story to tell. Especially, well, sitcoms is like can pretty much go on endlessly. Oh, they're actual. Oh no. Yeah, they, they yeah they're using another location. We're at a hockey game. Yeah, they're at uh, Madison Square Garden. Yeah, and uh, Fran is up on the uh, jumbotron uh, preening. <laughs> I like I like that uh, Maxwell wore his Rangers jersey. <laughs> She's just like me. <laughs> what a what a mark! 
Yeah. <laughs> well, even his son wore, but he wore a blank jersey, which is a no-no in my circles. <laughs> blank jersey? Oh, with no name on it? Yeah. So they're all chanting for her because the word is out that she she helped him score four goals by oh. you know, by going out with him. So she's but, lucky now. But now he's all, he's all hexed. Oh my god! <laughs> this little dream sequence where she's like hilarious, s- singing with like crazy eyes or something. She looks like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I think that's what she's going for. They show Niles and the kids watching at home. The other kids watching at home. <laughs> they're, they're play, the Rangers are playing the Islanders, so it's the two uh, New York-based teams. Sorry, New Jersey doesn't count. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Islanders were wearing their uh, Gordon's Fish Stick jerseys for this, which their, their logo resembled the Gordon's Fisherman for <laughs> one season. I see that, yeah. So... <laughs> she just asked what inning it was. <laughs> that sounds like me at a hockey game. Like, I, I am not a New York Obviously, I'm a huge Boston Bruins fan. But if I had to own a New York Rangers jersey, I would want one of the ones from this show. Because it would be so esoteric. <laughs> but the the real OGs would know, you know, they would pick up what I'm throwing down. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is wearing a number seven jersey, and that number is retired for a pretty famous player, Rod Gilbert. So a lot of people would probably be offended by that, but I don't care. The nanny takes precedence over hockey history, at least for at least for that jersey. Agreed. So now oh the, no! Now, now the, she's <laughs> turning a on jinx. her. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are down six to nothing, uh, according uh, to that scoreboard. So. As they now it now it now goes into a commercial for yeah uh, we'll see how this goes I, I I got a Beavis and Butthead ad here I got Carmax I I have to admit I don't really have much of a desire to go back and watch Beavis and Butthead but if I did I think I would enjoy it a little bit more even a little bit more than I did at the time um well maybe and, well how old were you when that was a thing. Yeah, you know what? That might be a reach saying that I was yeah. like Beavis and Butthead more now than I did when I was a 15-year-old boy, yeah. considering it was a show made for 15-year-old boys. <laughs> well, but what is a 45-year-old if not a 15-year-old boy? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Plus you're adding two years. <laughs> I know. I just, I just did a random number. Yeah. A higher number than me, so that's all that mm-hmm. matters. Um. All right. Well, nope. I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm getting an ad for uh for joint brands, but uh, mm. obviously not not the ones that uh I I, I might want the one, the kinds from GNC. Oh, that kind. Which uh you know, I get a not lot of GN I get a lot of GNC ads on my own podcast, so I'm kind of used to them. Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get that Ed Sullivan ad that drives you insane. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Oh, it looks like uh, Varsity Blues is on Paramount Plus. Have you ever seen that? Um, I feel like I did a long time ago, like in the early DVD era, but mm-hmm. I have like no recollection of it. 
It's really good. Yeah, Fr- Fran's getting torn apart in the New York tabloids here. <laughs> oh, shit. Those hockey people mean business when it comes to this, I guess. They're they're all, like I said, they're all very superstitious. I mean, I, I kind of did away with a lot of my superstitions years ago, although I still... Um, I still bat the uh the the doorway and then I turn <laughs> left or right depending on how well my team did the previous period. Yeah, I know. That that makes yeah. me sound just as insane as this character. A little bit, it's a little bit insane, but you know, I'm sure it works. I'm yeah. Sure I'm sure it's always proven to be a thing that works. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. I always like the black and white tiles in their kitchen too. On the floor. Talked about sitcom kitchens when when we did a yeah. Family Ties episode mm-hmm. uh, over a year ago, and how unique that kitchen was. This one's a little bit more traditional, but mm-hmm. it's nice. You don't want to have an ugly kitchen on a sitcom set no. because then it's just distracting. And the only exception, I guess, is if it's like a New York City apartment. I mean, we're talking about a rich guy here, so right. yeah, they have a huge kitchen. What I do like is that Maxwell Sheffield is this very rich guy, but he has the same laundry basket that every household <laughs> in America had in, like, the 80s and early yeah. 90s. Yeah. <laughs> so so Fran's going viral before viral was a thing. <laughs> yes, she is in the analog days. And she's... Uh, it's page six of the New York Post is, is the famous gossip column. And Rangers season ticket holder. Some, somebody's all, all over Fran. But now, now they gotta work to undo this somehow. Is there, is there such thing as like a curse breaker? Like what, how do you unjinx the jinx? Well, in, in, in baseball, uh, there was a player, Mark Grace, who referred to a, a slump buster as a heavyset woman that you have sex with in order to, to bust out of a slump. Now, I don't know if in hockey there is, is something similar. Uh, per, perhaps, yes. Why does she have to be heavyset? Um, that's unclear to me. It never really, <laughs> never really made much sense. The idea being that you lower your standards mm-hmm. just to break the dress spell. Yeah. And obviously lower standards means heavy set. Well. For, so so now now Maxwell is being uh, introduced to uh another another of the players and he's all starstruck. It would be uh, Ron Gretschner, who actually was a hockey player for the Rangers in the 70s. So he, he'd be well-known. Yeah. Oh. The, the guy in the uh, yellow. There, there's, another, there's another player who will uh, make an appearance uh, named John Davidson. Not to be confused with the John Davidson who hosted. That's incredible. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's who I thought of. <laughs> that might have been a little bit before your time. So they threw darts at a picture <laughs> of Fran. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the, the the Rangers fans were a little crazy. 
They probably should have been a little bit more grateful since they had just won a Stanley Cup two years before this for the first time in 54 years. And now they're taking it all out on poor Fran Drescher, a homegrown girl. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it one bit. Now she's wearing a, a very nice white robe. Is that a ladybug on it? Uh, very hard to say. Well, she's, her, her arm is over it right yeah. now. Could, couldn't quite see. So she's doing the thing that is like one of my pet peeves. And it, I don't know. I don't know why. This bugs me so much. But she got a paper towel to cry into. Like oh. she, to presumably she was faking it. But like yeah. if you are crying or blowing your nose, do not use a paper towel. Is yeah. it weird that I feel that way? Uh, I mean, if the, if there's no tissue or napkin, I think I think it goes the the, the power ranking <laughs> of that goes Kleenex, uh-huh. napkin, paper towel, toilet paper, and toilet paper is basically only in an emergency. And the irony is that you would rather have one ply for that than two ply because the two ply will have like the little particles that come off mm-hmm. and you don't want that getting like stuck right. in your eyes or your nose. See, I would put toilet paper above paper towels. I don't know what it is. Something about it. Maybe it's the texture of the paper towel and like the thought of scrubbing it on your nose. Or, yeah, that that's one, and also a paper towel is going to be much bigger, and you're going to have to, like, fold it up, whereas yes. you, you could just spare a square right. for, for toilet paper, and you wouldn't have to use quite so much. It's more economical in the paper-based uh, nose-blowing products. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I had somebody say, well, why don't you have a handkerchief? And I'm like... Why would I carry around a handkerchief? I was going to say, because it's not 1958. Yeah. But then again, I'm like, well, that does seem like more environmentally friendly. But I just can't. Like, Yeah. Yeah, I would feel the need. You have to launder it all, yeah. all the time. Especially in today's in today's world. I mean, you really want to be carrying around like a snotty rag with you all the time? People given what did we've been that. Through? People did uh, yeah. that. Why? Why did we do that? Because they didn't know any better, and people were proud of having their initials monogrammed on a snot rag. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't so know. I, I just got out of commercial. I don't know. What yeah, me do. too. Yeah. But yeah, so they're, they're in the, locker, the locker room. room. Yeah. Oh, I like well, it. There should be something. I like how she's able to just walk right in. Mm-hmm. Because she's, yeah. <laughs> She's covering her eyes, but not particularly mm-hmm. well. But they're all running away from her because of... Uh, She's jinxed. Yeah. <laughs> she just suggested that if ESPN wanted more women viewers, they should put cameras back there. Yeah. <laughs> I really like... Because we haven't really talked about Fran. I mean, like, her style... Like, because she does a lot of, like, mumbly, under-the-breath jokes. Yes. You know, like, asides. And she nails it. Like, sometimes that gets annoying. But I think she does it really well. 
it, 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 she's, she's true to herself as, as much as anybody. Like, nothing, nothing, it, it, some of it is a little hokey, but I, like I've been saying all, all through this, it, it fits everything that this show is about. And this little bit here where she's doing a strip tease, it is. It's also, um, a mild homage to one of my favorite uh, movies ever, Slapshot, which features mm. a player doing a strip tease to mock everybody at the end of the movie. <laughs> but I have to admit, her in the uh, hockey jersey is uh, pretty hot. It I, is uh, hot. Yeah. That she wasn't, that she didn't uh, look to see that it was number 13 and it's going to freak him out. He does not – he looks less than thrilled to have a lap full of Fran right now, which is unforgivable, really. I, yeah, I think he doesn't quite realize that, oh, yeah, if, if they get it on right now, that's going to override the other thing. Right. She – not overweight, but still – No, okay. no. So there, there's there's John Davidson, the the hockey announcer, who was really the Rangers hockey announcer. Oh, cool! <laughs> oh, the middle kid's name, the son that we talked about. I was going to mention his name. Yes, Brighton. Which, Brighton. It's weird. That's that's a. I feel like that name is going to make a comeback. I don't know that I've ever heard that name. Like, it's very English because yes. that's. I, I'm pretty sure that that's a location. It's a in place. England. Yeah. It, it's also a part. It, it's also a neighborhood in Boston as well. So. Hey, Which, we made it to the end. Yes. The jinx is unjinxed. <laughs> and freeze frame again. I like that all of them gather together at the, around yeah. the TV to watch a hockey game. That's yeah. that's my kind of family right there. <laughs> See, we we need more sassy butlers in hockey games. <laughs> yeah, Niles was definitely getting into it there. Yeah. Well, that was fun. Um, yeah. despite all of my technical difficulties, um, I this is probably well. So this is on demand. And we couldn't really find a nanny channel, so I kind of wish there was one. It would it would it occasionally appears on one of the classic TV channels, mm-hmm. uh, but out, outside of Pluto, like I said, you can find it on Logo TV. Sometimes that I think it's on TV Land, because um, I know I know I've seen it on some other channel, um, and I'm not sure if it's on. Another uh, another streaming service because I, I I've only I only have watched it here but it's only a, it only it's season three and season four mm-hmm. which um, you know are, are are both very good and yeah again I cannot recommend watching this enough if if it's a rainy day out if you're <laughs> snowed in if you know you just want to stay inside in the air conditioning the yeah, nanny totally is the show did. for it, it's a show for all seasons. It is. All right. Is there anything that you want to talk about or plug before we get out of here? Yes. Uh, my my podcast, uh, Greetings Valentown, on, well, it's been on a little bit of a hiatus, but my other project, <laughs> GFA Live, with my good pal Keithy, 
that we come out with uh, generally every Saturday or Sunday watching wrestling from 30 years ago. Do do check that out because especially if you like the Sopranos, because we probably talk more Sopranos than actual pro wrestling. So it's it, it's a fun but very strange mix. It is. So, yeah. <laughs> what about Twitter? Ah, Twitter at GF Allentown Pod. So check me out on there. And uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's my social. <laughs> Alrighty, um, so as for me, I'm right here on the North South Connection every Wednesday. So I've I decided to do another month worth of Freakout Drive-In episodes for the month of October for Halloween. Um, so by default, that gives us a month worth of Pluto. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, I will have some wrestling shows on Wednesdays now as well. At least one, probably two. Um, some of those will be a double drop, meaning you'll get, um, one of my shows and one of the wrestling shows on Wednesday, and sometimes you won't, so, just depending on how the schedule goes, but all my stuff will be there, and, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jenny Position, everything I do is linked there too, and there's a Facebook page, which you can drop a review on if you would like to, I'd appreciate that. And thank you again, Pete, and for sticking with me through all the, the Pluto problems. Oh, my pleasure. Who would have guessed that the girl we prescribed was just exactly what the doctor prescribed? Now the father finds her beguiling. Watch out, CC. And the kids are actually smiling. She's the lady in red when everybody else is wearing tan. The flashy girl from Flushing.